0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Double Century on the 99.94 Podcast Network. Eric Bloodaxe is what they call him. And that moniker is matched with a moustache straight out of an asterisk comic. This is the first Dane to ever play first-class cricket. Six-foot-four, high release point. And when he appeals... You can hear it from outside the ground. He swears at cricketers in Danish, which you can hear very much inside the ground. Eric Bloodaxe's real name is Ola Henrik Mortensen. It is 1990, and Derbyshire are playing a 40-over game against Essex. If they're successful, Derbyshire will win the Sunday League for the first time. Derbyshire is not Yorkshire or Surrey or Lancashire or Middlesex. They have won the county championship once in their history, in 1936, and the Gillette Cup once, because they had lost fewer wickets in a tied final. They don't win trophies, but now they have a chance. Captain Kim Barnett tosses the ball to Mortensen. Barnett has said before, this is the best bowler never to have played Test cricket. With a man like that, you expect drama and bounces and action, but Mortensen is the exact opposite of all that. He really goes short. His USP is accuracy, not pace. And he often bowls his full quota of overs straight up. This time, Mortensen goes for under 25 runs from 8 over spells 9 times in 14 match in this season Sunday League. His economy is 3.11. The second best for a Derbyshire player is 4.89. In his list-aid career, it is 3.38. Now, on this must-win flat pitch in Derby, Mortensen bowls his eight overs for ten runs. He also takes the wicket of opener John Stevenson. There is little support from the other end, so Essex still get to 203 from their 40 overs. But Adrian Kuyper, the big-hitting South African, slams 56 and 36 balls, and Derbyshire win with three balls to spare. A lot of their first Sunday League win is because of a Dane. Three years later, Derbyshire are playing Lancashire in the final of the Benson and Hedges Cup. Mortensen had only played once during the year, but for the final, it was a stacked Lancashire side. Michael Atherton, Neil Fierbrother, wasn't Akram and Phil of De So Derbyshire called Mortensen to lords. He takes one for 41 from his 11 overs and Derbyshire win by six runs. They lift the cup for the first time. That is the fourth time they win a national tournament in any format and their last till date. Mortensen played for Derbyshire from 1983 to 1994. They were the only team he ever played first-class cricket for. He represented them 157 times. His 434 wickets come at under 24. When he was eight, Mortensen found himself watching this curious sport in Svenholm. They explained to him what was going on. The next week, they were a player short, so Mortensen played and top-scored. He taught himself how to bowl from videotapes. He wanted to become Dennis Lilly. To get to play cricket in England, it was a long, convoluted process. An MP had to take the case to UK Parliament for freedom of labour. It took 18 months in total. So by the time he was ready to play at first-class level, Maltinson was 25, and he could quit his full-time job as a tax inspector in Denmark and play cricket as a local in England. In his first season... He took 66 wickets. No one else in Derbyshire took more than 40. At his peak, he topped their bowling averages four times and was second twice. In those two seasons, he was second. It was to Ian Bishop and Michael Holding. During that time, Carlsberg sponsored Northamptonshire. Carlsberg were a Danish beer company, of course, and they wanted Mortensen as their poster boy. They offered twice the salary, but he stayed with Derbyshire. He wanted to bowl with Michael Holding. In the winters, he'd play in Australia and New Zealand. During his career, he played four ICC trophies for Denmark. In 26 matches, he took 63 wickets, which is the second most in the history of that tournament. His 7 for 19 against Israel are the second best figures as well. In that time, he averaged 10.41 and went at 2.45 and over. In 1989, Denmark hosted Australia for two one-day matches immediately after they had won the Ashes 4-0. In the first, Mortensen took 3 for 15 in 10 overs, and Australia bowled out for 191. In the second, he took 2 for 27. Australia bowled out again for 223. Sadly, the Danish batting let him down on both occasions. But Ola Mortensen, there was our moment. He was the greatest Dane to play cricket. It's even possible he's the greatest Scandinavian cricketer, but there is a one eyed Norseman called Alef Buster Nupen who got shot in both legs, but still managed to play 17 tests for South Africa. Mortensen also was a trendsetter. Two years after he made his Derbyshire debut, Soren Henriksen played for Lancashire as well. Serdan Vestergård played for Glamorgan and then Warwickshire 2nd 11th. Thomas Hansen played for Hampshire. Johan Malcolm Hansen for Leicestershire. And Freireich Klocke for Warwickshire and Derbyshire. And in 2009... Amjad Khan, a Copenhagen-born fast bowler, played test cricket for England. Because Mortensen had paved the way, Denmark produced a test player. Sadly, the team never got that close themselves. This series of Double Century is about mischances, the teams that got away. For the longest time, the narrative of cricket was that only the teams who ended up with test status actually loved the game. But there have been others that have shown the same passion, but who, for many varied reasons, did not move into test cricket. In this episode, it's Denmark, a country that produced an English test player, a Derbyshire cult hero, a run machine who won two Olympic silver medals, and had to learn how to manufacture their own failed cricket bats during a world war. They also formed one half of continental Europe's greatest rivalry, and somehow, never made a men's world cup. Cricket was introduced to Denmark by some Danish teachers who had seen the game on a tour of England. They played a variant of cricket. Sometimes it was called Langbold, or Portbold, or Gateball. When Hans Christian Andersen visited England to meet Charles Dickens, he played cricket and injured his finger. British railway engineers probably played the first serious cricket in Denmark in the 1860s. In 1866, Randers played Old Ball, and the Saw Academy played Copenhagen. In 1887... The Koeperhounds Ball Club of Copenhagen beat a group of Englishmen from the Prince of Wales yacht Osborne. Ball club is the traditional term for Danish football, cricket and hockey. Basically all their ball sports. It was an international match by the nationality of the players, but a bit of a stretch as an actual game. But it was the first time that the Danes saw overarm bowling. Two years later, cricket was incorporated into the dense ballspiel Union. This was a Danish organisation for ball games, but mostly dominated by football. The next year, Lieutenant Colonel Haile Jus Kalkal, captain of the København Ball Club, would go on to translate the laws of cricket into Danish. That same year, Denmark toured Germany and also beat a team consisting of eight Englishmen, Australian, a Scot, and a Dutchman twice. Until this point, cricket in Denmark was played on rough grass wickets or gravel. But now they needed matting against the overarm bowlers, so they could not play on public commons, military parade grounds, or the wastelands anymore. This meant that cricket became a sport that few could afford. The first Danish cricketing star thus had to be a nobleman. It was Charles von Buchwald. In 1900, he became the first Dane to score a century. He was also the first outstanding Danish cricketer. Just like WG Grace, he played off both the front and back foot, and like Ranji, he could leg glance. In 1918, he made a double hundred for academics ball club while batting with the Spanish flu. When Denmark toured the MCC in 1926, he played on grass for the first time, but he still scored 326 runs in eight innings. In his career, he would score 10,000 runs. When he retired, the next best man in Denmark had roughly 3,000. But that was not all. Buchwald also won silver medals with the Danish football side at the Summer Olympics in 1908 and 1912. Cricket resumed after the First War. One great cricketer of this era was the leg spinner Louis Brunet, who took over a thousand victims on matting wickets. He could turn the ball a long way, but cricket was fading away around this era, mostly because it shared a common body with football, and in Denmark, that was an uneven contest. To combat this, Kurt Nielsen and Henry Peterson founded the Dunsk Cricket for Bond in 1953. It had 31 clubs. Cricket finally became free from football in Denmark. The next year, a group of Oxford students toured Denmark. They included Colin Cowdery, MJK Smith, and future South African all-rounder Pom Pom fellow Smith. Everyone else in that team would play first-class cricket. The students beat the Academics Ball Club by an innings, but local off-spinner Carl Larsen took five wickets. From 1955, Denmark and the Netherlands played their long-standing cricket series, the Continental Tests. The first match featured three members of the Morwils, one of Denmark's largest cricket families. Axel Morwil, Svend Olmil and Carsten Morwil. It would take Denmark 17 years to win the Dutch streak in the Continental Tests. In 1972, they finally won. And that, also, by 10 wickets. Henrik Mortensen, not related to Ola Mortensen, took 10 wickets. Carsten Morwild got seven. The 1970s was definitely the golden decade for Danish cricket. They beat Canada and East Africa, and they played the 1979 ICC trophy. There, Carsten Morwild played five matches, so did his son Klaus Morwild. In that tournament, Denmark beat Fiji, Malaysia, Canada and Bangladesh to reach the semi-final. Both finalists were supposed to play in that year's World Cup, so Denmark were just a win away They should have played a weaker side, but they ended up playing Sri Lanka. And that all happened because of Sri Lanka's very weird tournament. They had a washout early on, and they ended up forfeiting a game against Israel, as their government wouldn't allow it. So Sri Lanka were lower ranked, and instead of Denmark playing Bermuda or Canada, they were playing a team who 17 years later would actually win a World Cup. Ola Moutensson took an early wicket. Klaus Morwild caught Dilip Mendes off his father's bowling but Sri Lanka were just far too strong for Denmark. In 1986, they reached the semi-final again, but this time there was only one slot available to them for that World Cup and they lost to the Netherlands, although they did beat Bermuda in the third place match. I think Denmark are almost undoubtedly the best nation to never play in the Men's World Cup. In 1989, they beat the Dutch in Netherlands for the first time without Mortensen. They beat Italy by 409 runs at a 40-over match, and, as we mentioned before, they bowled out the Australians twice. As far as their batting went in those games, the only resistance was from Afdad Ahmed, who got 77 not out in the second match. Afdad was born in Pakistan, and he was one of the early impactful Danish cricketers of Pakistan origin. By the 1990s, there were already three all-Pakistani cricket teams in Copenhagen alone. At the same time, their women's team was actually doing really well, they finished runners-up in the European Championships in 1989 and 1991. The winner of both of those was England. They played in two World Cups. In 1993, they fell to 85 for 5 against Netherlands, but they recovered to make 152 and bowled out the Dutch for 122. Suzanne Nielsen took 3 for 36, and in 1998, Nielsen took 4 for 9 and Yanni Jonsson 3 for 22, as Denmark bowled out Pakistan for 65 and won by 8 wickets. Sadly, those successes for the Danish women's team are largely forgotten. What is remembered was that Belinda Clark made 229 against them, the first double century in a one-day international. And Denmark lost that game by 363 runs. By the year 2000, Amjad and Klocker arrived, both impressed in youth cricket and then in the ICC trophy. Like Mortensen, Amjad too chanced upon the game of cricket in Copenhagen and wanted to play. By 16, he was the quickest bowler in Denmark. But he also wanted to become a lawyer. Luckily, his coach was Mortensen, who had once quit a day job to play cricket. Mortensen recommended Amjad to John Wright, which led to a trial at Kent. And, spoiler alert, he made it. Clocker joined the MCC as ground staff, then Warwickshire, and then Derbyshire. In 2007, he scored 100 not out against Cambridge. That was the maiden first-class 100 by a Dane. The next summer, he got a 100 in the county championship. That winter, Amjad got a call-up for England squad to India. The next year, he flew to the West Indies. And at Port of Spain, he became the first Denmark-born player in Test cricket. He bowled three no-balls in his first over. But he soon got Ramnurash Sawan LBW. He played a T20 international on that tour. And he got Sawan again, bowled. Also, Dwayne Bravo. He never played for England again, but he would go on to play for Denmark but by the time he actually played an ICC-sanctioned game for them, it was 2021, meaning he set the world record for the longest gap between T20 international appearances. But I suppose if any country knows how to wait, it is Denmark. Their cricket had to survive world wars, harsh treatment from their own sporting bodies, and a lack of equipment. This is a cricket culture that knows how to wait. In fact, here is my favourite story on Danish cricket. The Germans occupied Denmark during the Second World War. Cricket was halted, but not because of a lack of enthusiasm, but because they could not import bats from England, and they had never learned how to make their own. A cricketer called Frederick Fairslow tried to make bats from ash, and they failed. Then from pine, and they failed. He tried poplar, failed again. Finally, Fairslow found an addition of the cricketer. Only then did he realise that bats were made of willow, and that they had to be pressed before use. Denmark was occupied by Germany. Rationing and restrictions were everywhere. But Feslau did not give up. He somehow found a timber merchant and a usable press and he managed to make and distribute bats around the country. Hell, he even made balls. Cricket in Denmark was man-made. And yeah, it hasn't always worked. They are probably the best men's team never to play in a World Cup. And cricket did fade away from public consciousness after an incredible period of producing so many professionals. But those Danish people who love it, they made the most out of it that anyone could have. Double Century is a podcast on the 99.94 network. You can download our app via the show notes or look for us on social media to see all the podcasts and audio we produce. If you prefer your podcast ad free, you can support us on Patreon to get that version. You can find the link in the show notes. Double Century on 99.94 is a podcast narrated, produced, and co-written by me, Jared Kimber. Abhishek Mukherjee is the main writer, and Nick McCorriston edits, mixes, and co-produces the show. Double Century is my podcast about the history of the game, but I have another podcast called Red Inca, which is on the current game. Come over and hear us talking about when Faf Du Plessis is topless, or why T20 cricket is broken. Red Inca can be found where you listen to your podcasts.